What happened in Uvalde is a horrific tragedy that cannot be tolerated uh, in the state of Texas. The shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. It's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle. He shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, 14 students and killed a teacher. He himself is deceased. It's believed that responding officers killed him. It appears that two responding officers were struck by rounds but have no serious injuries. We're in the process of obtaining detailed background information on the subject, his motive, the types of weapons used, the legal authority to possess them, and conduct a comprehensive crime scene investigation and reconstruction and identify and interview all witnesses and provide victim services and other support as needed. The voice you just heard was the voice of Texas Governor Greg Abbott talking about a, uh, the, as we're recording this podcast here on Wednesday, it happened yesterday, the, the Texas school shooting that took 18 students, I Yeah, believe. his numbers were a little off because I think at the time that he spoke, that's all. That's what he knew, but I do think the number is higher and uh, it's sickening. Uh, thank you for listening to the Morning After podcast. We, we told you on the radio and we'll tell you here, this is an episode that maybe not everyone wants to listen to and we understand that, but there are... Uh, there's lots of raw emotion throughout the United States today, and um, I don't even know exactly where this conversation will go, but it feels right to talk about it. We were, uh, you know, we were on the radio this morning, and um, it, it was tough not to read the headlines and then and then come on, like you know, turn the microphones on with a with a put on our happy face and be like, it's the morning drive, which we know. When you listen to our radio show and hear the music and hear the segments, like we know that's what you look for. We know that's our job to deter you from that because you're going to get that news coverage everywhere. And I know that sometimes we just need a break from that. And that's where we're, we're proud to be that, that, that we're proud that that's our role to kind of make you laugh in the middle of, of unnecessary stuff. But, you know, we feel this story in our hearts as much as all of you do. And uh, I think this podcast is just going to be dedicated to, um, just just airing our thoughts, our grievances. You might agree, you might disagree. Uh, th- there really is no wrong way to feel this morning, I feel like, because for me, for me, it's it, it really is anger more than it is sadness. I'm wondering if you're feeling the same way, Jenny. I feel everything. Um, I'm going to go back to 1999 when Columbine happened. And I was about six years out of high school at that point, and I was working and living my life in South Florida. And I remember that was the first news story, seriously, in my lifetime that I gravitated toward. I couldn't stop watching the coverage, and I couldn't stop watching it because I could relate. I was like, but that, that was me. That was a high school. I was just in high school. I mean, I, I'm watching the kids file out of the school and the fear in their faces, and I'm like, that could have been... Me, my friends, our school, it just was so relatable and so scary. And I thought, oh my gosh, this terrible thing happened. But surely now that it's happened, we're going to make sure this never happens again. And I believe our president and everybody else in the world said that at the time as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we must make sure this never happens again. Fast forward, here we are in 2022, and I've lost count. I don't even know how many school shootings we've experienced over yeah. the last however many years. It, it's to the point where, and the sound, I, under, I understand that the news stations take on it, although it's going to sound cool, but it's to the point where it, it would happen 
so often. And if like less than five people died, it was barely covered in the news because it was just like, oh, another school shooting. Like it's it's become right. so common. I'm going to be real with you. Totally real talk. Yesterday, per usual, I got an alert on my phone and it was a news alert and it said uh, gunman, active shooter. It was just the basics of what yeah, was going in on. In Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I saw it and I thought, of course I thought, oh, that's terrible. But I'll be honest with you, it happened so frequently, I didn't immediately click it to get the details to see what was going on. I just figured, here we are, here we go again. It was a here we go again kind of moment. That in itself is sickening. I'm I'm sickened that that's my reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, obviously, the details came out. And um, and by the way, I don't say, please don't think I'm an (laughs) a-hole. Like, that was just, I mean, that truly, it, we're, we're becoming numb as a society, I truly believe, to some of these things. I think a lot of people reacted the same way you did. I don't think, you, Jenny, I wasn't fully privy to this story until this morning, the morning after it happened, because I, 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 I saw some headlines and I was like, oh, great, another school shooting, whatever. I don't even want to look at it. I just want to go to bed. Because you know it's terrible. Right. And I've really limited my intake of news anyway, yeah. because I know what it does to me, and it's doesn't do a lot of good. Um, I'll pop on the news at night for the quick weather, see what's going to happen with the weather and any, you know, I got to make sure I'm not missing any major headlines, but obviously this took over the news and everything else in social media last night. And it's just like to think that this happened again and then to find out it's another elementary school and my kids are right in that age range. I've got a, a age range. I've got a third grader right now and a fifth grader right now, about to be fourth and sixth. I mean, we're just right there. And I think about the fact that we send them off to school every morning, thinking about when I was in school, that felt like a totally safe place. I mean, did mm-hmm. you ever for a minute think something like that was going to happen while you were in school at no, any point? My uh, my biggest fear in school and the only thing they really traced for were those to- tornado drills. I don't know if you had those in Maryland we growing didn't. up. But in... in, in and in Missouri, and I'm sure in Kansas as well. Yeah, we would all like once or twice a year. We would do we would do a tornado drill, and we would do a fire drill. Did you ever do the fire drill? Oh, we always did fire. The fire drills. drill. You had to go sure. out. So you had to hurry up and get out of the class and yeah. go stand. And then the tornado drill was great because it's, it's great. Sorry, but like we would, like we would just go out into the hallway of the school, and we would all just line up shoulder to shoulder, uh, face down, like fetal position, with the back of our with our hands covering the back of our necks. And we would just sit there for five minutes. I was like, okay, good. Now you probably won't die in a tornado because you did that. Like, all right, thanks, teacher. Yeah, totally. I was always like terrified that a tornado would come sweeping through the school. Uh, never in my wildest dreams as a child did I even think about a gunman coming Same. in. Yeah. It, it just wasn't even a thought. And now it's a thing. Do your, do your kids' classrooms have like new specialized door locks or anything in case of an active shooter. A lot of schools now have that where the teacher can like lock the door from their desk and put some sort of barricade up on it or something like I'm that. I'm sure that the individual classrooms do. I don't know that for a fact. It's actually a question I have. I'm going to ask that today when I pick the kids up. But what I do know is that when my kids first started going to their school, it was just one big old happy family. Open the door. Come on in anytime you want. You want to pop in for lunch. You want to yeah. walk down the hall and see if, what your kid's doing in class. I mean, it was literally a free-for-all. You could do whatever you wanted. We actually had a scary situation at our school a few years ago where um, there was a threat to our school. And after that threat, thank God, nothing happened with it. But it was a, it mm-hmm. was a legitimate threat. Somebody actually went to jail over it. Um Thankfully, there, there, you know, nothing actually happened. But they really changed things. Now there's a, what should have been all along, truly. But in at the office, you know, you've got to basically sign your life away before you can even get out of the office and into the hall. Sure. All sorts of things like that. Um, it's just not as open door policy as it used to be. And I'm okay with that. I'd rather that. Yeah, I remember. Um, 
before I moved to Kansas City, I was radio in Columbia, and we had uh, you know done this contest where you know give us the best essay, and and my co-host and I would come and read a book to your class. Oh my God! Thank God we called the school in advance and set it up like two weeks in advance yeah. because getting our visitor pass to be able to walk in this in these kids' classroom, <laughs> I was like. I mean, I think it's easier to vote than get into an elementary school, right? That's crazy. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm okay with it, which is why, again, the news is fresh. This just happened yesterday. I have so many questions as to how this kid was able to get in and do the damage that he did. I, There's a lot of unanswered questions right now. Mm-hmm. I was kind of talking to you off the air about this a little bit ago, just the fact that I like the fact that our media is not saying the names over and over of the gunmen, of the people who do these terrible things, because it glorifies it. And then I think there's copycats who want that glory. Even if they Mm. die, they want that glory. Yeah, you're not going to be able to see your likes when you're getting a pineapple shoved up your ass in hell. Nice. Thank you. I feel you on that. Thank you. Um, However, I, I do want to know specifics, and not just for nosiness, but for information, so we can try to figure out, okay, well, what can we do differently? How was he able to get in? What exactly happened? Also, you know, a big thing that I mentioned, um, we talked about this a little bit on the air today, but I talked about it a lot. I talk about mental health all the time on my social media. I I just feel like it's a calling where I want to try to break the stigma and I want to get word out that you can have mental health issues I do. I struggle with it a lot. I'm a medication because of it. It doesn't mean I'm going to go shoot up a school. Um, But I think the fact that we have such a difficult time in this country getting mental health care for people, I mean, it's expensive. Insurance doesn't cover it most of the time. You know, it's it's hard to get. Does insurance cover yours? I, what, uh, my medication? It covers yeah. my medication. Okay. But if I wanted to go to see a therapist, which I absolutely should be seeing a therapist right now, totally mm-hmm. out of pocket. And it's expensive. Um, that said, I think that mental health is something that needs to be addressed in this country. My brother died of a heroin overdose. He mm-hmm. struggled with addiction his entire life. I truly believe if he had had proper mental health care along the way, somewhere along the way, or all along the way, that maybe he'd be here right now. But again, my mom was actually able to get him into a drug rehab mm-hmm. easier and covered more than a therapist or than mental health meds. Does that make sense? Like, I just feel like we yeah, are. And a rehab clinic is not the most healthy place to go. It's in let me, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. In 30 days, you're not, it's not going to fix. It's a, it's a, it's a major problem. Yeah. And I feel like that mental health care absolutely needs to be um tied in with that. I don't know. I have so many thoughts. I'm probably rambling, but I'm just sick over the fact that here we are again. You know, we could have a debate about gun control, but I'm tired of that debate too. I'm tired of all the political debates, the half-staff flags, the thoughts and prayers, when in fact everybody's got an opinion. And actually, I don't think it's just one thing. I think there are a lot of factors as to why these things happen. But I think the fact that we don't address mental health. I think that's a huge problem. I think it needs to be addressed because if we can take away, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. If we can take away the will, they're going to find a way. I want to talk about bullying for a second. Yeah. And I'm, I've, I've, you know what? There are times when I wonder because I, I get, I didn't get, I didn't get like excessively bullied in school or anything like that. But there was a kid or two who would pick on me once in a while if they saw me. Nothing crazy, nothing violent, but. Like, I look back on that now and think, ah, that kind of just toughened me up for the real world. It did. But but I didn't experience it a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're also learning about this shooter, and this is honest, this, is, it, it, this applies to anybody in any age. If you're in high school or middle school right now listening to this podcast, first of all, ignore the cuss word I said earlier. Two, um, you, 
don't don't pick on anybody because you don't know if they're not right in the head or not. And I say I don't mean to sound harsh when I say not right in the head, but you know what I mean. This kid, what we're learning about him is that he had a lisp, he had a stutter, and as you would imagine, he was picked on for it. He sounded different. He sounded kind of funny, and them kids picked at him for 18 years. Does that justify what he did? Of course not. If you you know, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not saying no, that. No, and there are some kids who could get picked on like that and do absolutely nothing with it. It can make them a better person because they could rise above it and do wonderful things. But there are people who take it the other path, and that's exactly what happened yeah, here. So this kid's getting made fun of, picked on, and, and we've seen a picture of him. He's he's not physically intimidating, so he's probably punched or kicked or slapped or whatever. And 18, you know, you you do that enough to a person, you don't know what's going through their head. You you better not be one of those people that picks on that kid or he's going to target you. He or she is going to target you. I'm not trying to sound all Miss America here, yeah. I swear. But if you really, really boil it down to basics, if we could all just be kind to one another, respect one another and our differences. I tell my kids this all the time. They've got questions. They've got people struggling with gender identity and everything else in their school right now. They come home with a lot of questions. And I say, listen, here's the deal. We, we've all, everybody's got something. Everybody's a little different. It'd be really boring if we were all exactly the same. The deal is, you don't have to like it. You don't have to think it's normal. You can think it's weird, but you have to be nice to people and you have to just be, simply be respectful to people, period. And if we could get to that point, I think it would just, we would be so much better off. You're so right. The bullying, the nastiness, social media doesn't help. It makes it worse. Ooh, buddy. I can't imagine. My daughter's approaching teenager-dumb. Teenage, teen-dumb? Teen, teenager. She's going to be a teenager she's soon. She's going to be a teenager soon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thankfully right now, she's she hasn't even asked for a social media account. But man, I know that day's coming and I'm terrified for it. I feel very rude. We are 14 minutes into this podcast, and, and our producer Tater is here as part of this podcast, so, and I wanted to bring you in on this. And I guess my question to you is because you're in a very different life spot. Jenny has two kids dealing with it. My first child is on the way. You are not a parent, so this is, you know, and it's, is going to hit you differently. When you first heard the news and you really dove into the details of just how heinous everything was, you know, your reaction, your thoughts, is there anything you need to vent out? Well, I checked out... Um just now to see the updated information and CNN um, is live with it. They said 21 killed in Texas elementary school shooting. Mm -hmm. And just to see that again is just crazy. And someone posted something that another mass shooting at a school and then it happens again and again and again. They said this is an insanity. This is inhumanity. And that kind of hit me. And I was like, you know, it's true. But how do we stop it is my question is well, how do we take measures? And here's the story I want to sh quickly share uh, so I went and picked up pizza for a, a school. I think it was a middle school. And uh, I put it in the company vehicle, went there, and the front door was locked. They had a, like, you know, one of those ring cameras. And I was I was mad. I was like, come on, man. I, I could, Why can't I just walk into school with this pizza? And then I had to get this pass. They had to take a picture of me. They had to hang it around my neck. And so I'm sitting there going, this is all so stupid. But now, mm -hmm. and I realized that then it is not stupid because back in the day when I went to school, none, none of that was going on. Columbine happened in 99. I graduated in 2003. And I think that Columbine was so far away from where I went to school that nobody thought that it'll never happen here. But I, I thought it was dumb that they did that. But then I go, no, it's not dumb. They're taking security measures that could save someone's life and stop things and like this happening. Not everybody agrees with this, yeah. but I'm here for it. Okay. Metal detectors in every single school. My kids go to a little private school. 
small, little mm-hmm. family-friendly environment. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I think every school, we do it at the airport. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do it at school? And some people are like, oh, I just, I, that's just too harsh. You know what's harsh? This, school shootings, having it happen. Wouldn't we rather do something preventative? I mean, we do it at the airport and nobody yes. even says anything about, you're happy that they do it at the airport. Yeah, I, I think maybe, I don't know how I feel about that. Of course, you know, what, of course, watch, as soon as my baby girl gets here in four months, I'll be like, yes, metal detectors yeah. everywhere. Like my opinion will probably change on that. So I acknowledge that. But uh, I'd, I'd say a big difference between the airport and a school is that the airport you go to most people once a year, if that, whereas this would be every day. But I mean, yeah, just a quick beep through the school. Who cares? But, uh, they yeah, do it at the yeah. courthouse. I mean, you do it. I don't know. You, there's, I don't have a problem with that. I think after a while, you know, and then people say, oh, I just thought that would, what would that do to the kids? Well, what is this doing to the kids? You know, it, it's preventative. It'll never happen, I think, because that would require money. And we can't even pay our teachers what they're worth, let alone installing metal detectors in the schools. It's not going to happen. Oh. And that's another thing that pisses me off. I'm sorry, but I'm like really fired up today. Go. You know, we pay athletes. We pay entertainers so much money and I'm not fine I enjoy I enjoy what they do too but it just sickens me that we have money for I mean I'm watching this Johnny Depp trial we're talking about like a hundred million dollars because he said she said and and it's like but we don't we can't even put money where it really freaking matters and that's into our schools our teachers our education and our kids safety and I'm I'm pissed. As a mom, like I'm really, really fired up today about it. Yeah. I just sent an email to my the director of my kid's school. It, she's probably going to think I'm on drugs or something. Well, no, you're, you're probably one of about 35,000 emails she's going to get today. I, I don't know. It's very incoherent and it's very rambly. But <laughs> but I was I had to tell her what I'm thinking. And I just said, I know your heart is as heavy as mine is today. Um, I don't know exactly what to do, but I want to do something to help our kids to try to prevent something like this from happening at our school or anywhere else. Could we meet? Maybe think of an initiative or something within our school. Some schools have hope squads. Um, are you familiar with that at all? Is that where the students take the lead and if they see a kid getting bullied, try to boost up their confidence? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And help with just keeping tabs on your peers for mental health issues, things like that. I said, I don't even know if that's the answer, but something, if I could help create it and lead it. And I'm just, just talking here. I would help. I would like, I would, I would try to spark this initiative. I would try to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just what, like, all of us are going to have to do is just within our schools and our towns and our communities, we're going to have to try to make the change that way in little ways like that because on the overall on the big governmental spectrum i just don't see it happening i don't i, I, I just don't see anything changing sorry if i uh upset somebody with this next comment but it, it needs to be said um you know we we talk about you, you let's go back to the money athletes are paid this certain amount of money but i'm gonna take the athletes part of the celebrities part out of it we're all complaining about gas prices right now and rightfully so they're insanely high but another bill was just passed by our president. And I don't care that he's Democrat or Republican. I don't care what flag this guy flies. It bothers me that another $800 million was just sent uh, to a war that our country is not involved in. Man, my heart p- goes out yes, to those in Mike. Ukraine. What they're dealing with is, is, is tough, and I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But when you're the president of the United States of America, your first concern is the citizens of the United States of America, 
not people who are 5,000 miles away, even though what they're going through is terrible. Your job is not the, to take care of the people of Ukraine. Your job is to take care of us. And between the gas prices and now the money that's probably going to be needed to beef up some security at our schools, and let's take $800 million Preach. and put it towards our kids and make it a little cheaper to get our kids to school with these gosh darn gas prices. Like, dude, it, I don't know how else to say it. And like, I'm sorry, but as an American and speaking of the American president, priority number one is Americans. I completely agree with you. And that's not to minimize anything. My heart breaks for what's going on in Ukraine right now. Breaks. It's sad. It's horrifying. It's not right. But I totally agree with you. We've got a whole we lot of problems, problems right here. And we got a lot of them. We do. And again, the president spoke. And, and again, whether you like the president or you don't like the president or I like him or I don't like him. I mean, the, he spoke. He did what he was supposed to do yesterday in, in the thoughts and prayers and making the speech. And he wasn't wrong with the stuff he said in sure. that it's this is terrible. And I, we, he like, was, his heart goes out to the families. But th that's not working. Yeah. The like, last five presidents already made that speech. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do something different. Totally. And I think that's where we are politicizing everything. And what we need to, again, not to be Miss America, but we got to get back to basics of just being good to one another, being being respectful of one another. I just I feel like that's like core basics. Parenting, being involved parent. If you're going to have kids, fucking be involved. I'm sorry. Like, woo, I'm really mad now. I dropped the F-bomb. Sorry, mom. My mom listens to this podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Don't have kids if you don't if you don't want to be a part of their lives yeah. and help. Pull you know, out, wear a you, condom. No, you're about to embark on parenthood. I am raising two human beings, two children that are about to live in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, it's my job. I had those kids on purpose because it's my job to raise those kids and try to bring some good people into this world. I didn't, I didn't ha you don't have them so you can just be like, well, let somebody else take care of them and let somebody else figure it. No, you're the, you're the fucking parent. You figure it out. Jenny, I, I feel you. I mean, you know, kids shouldn't be having kids. You know, if you can't take on the responsibility of having a kid, then you should probably think about things before you get it to heat it. And, you know, there's a couple things that uh, – oh, Mike, go ahead. Well, like, yeah. accidents happen. Yes. But I'll tell you oh, what. No. what whether, uh, surely, hold on. Surely. What, so whether, whether you create a kid on purpose yes. or on accident, it doesn't matter. At that point, you've become a parent. It's up to you to step up yes. and take care of that kid. And guess – there are some circumstances where, yeah, you have nobody around or whatever. If that's the case, give them up for an adoption or have. Whew, no, we're not going to dive into no, the abortion thing. We're not going to go into that. that. No, like, but I, I think we're all on the same page here in that however you acquire this child, <laughs> do your gosh darn best with it. Yeah, and all you have to do is be there. That's the most important thing. I, I've already learned that as a soon-to-be parent. Like everyone's like, just be there. Even even if you mess up as a parent, it don't they? They don't usually know that you've messed up. But all you can do is be there. Like just yeah. just by being there, you're like a million times more likely to not have your kid be the one who shoots up a school. I want to know about this kid's parents too. Yeah, this I kid's do. Been, I yeah, want the scoop. Sharp left. Sorry, and we're probably going to do this a lot during that podcast. But can we make when we talk about background checks for? And I don't even know what the laws are right now. Shame on me for that. But this can we make a social media check part of the gun background check this kid's instagram was full of nothing oh, but Mike. selfies and ar-15s scroll this kid's instagram be like eh, you're psycho sorry if that bothers you this kid is nuts no i'm not selling him a gun i don't care if he's 18 and you know that goes to the see something say something thing 
and, and may, maybe it doesn't always, you know, maybe maybe someone doesn't listen to you always, but maybe someone will. Maybe someone will see that and would could have prevented it. I just feel, again, where, where are the parents? And I don't want to just sit here and blatantly blame the parents because I know even, my gosh, I've, I read the book from, I think it was Sue Klebold, the, one of the Columbine shooters. She wrote a book. And um, it was fascinating to, to hear or read her point of view. Um, but she says that, that, yeah, there were things she missed. For sure. Uh, Tater, we interrupted you, and I apologize yeah, for I'm that because it's, yeah. it's a heated conversation. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, back to what Jenny was saying about how these athletes and, and everybody get paid so much. The reason why, and that's a sad thing, and it's very sad that the reason why we're not going to beef up school security, we're not going to do things to take into measures because it doesn't make money, which is complete <laughs> bullshit. Because everybody's worried about let's pay this one person $300 million. Or, and I'm not going to bring say Mahomes doesn't deserve the money. He's doing great things for our community, but... The reason why those people and all these universities get paid all this money, and it's it's entertainment. And it's not entertainment to uh, keep our schools safe, which is complete nonsense, and I can't believe that that is the world we live in today. I, I, see, I, 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 I see your point on that. I'll, I'll, I'll counter with this, and, uh, and of course, athletes are paid too much. We all, agree, we all agree with that. But, like... I don't even care if you pay athletes that much, but go ahead and beef up the, the yeah. pay for everybody else, too, for the yeah. teachers. It's, and, it's, it's not up to pro sports franchises to take care of schools you know that's 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 totally. that's our government that's our elected officials who should stop by the way as, as we're going through a recession on our way to another depression gas prices are you know in california six bucks a gallon yet they've approved a 20 percent pay raise for themselves last year like Maybe, what if you all banded together and said, we're going to take the money that we would have given ourselves and we're going to use it to beef up school security for public schools around the nation, mm-hmm. even if it's just a metal detector at the main door. Like, boy, what a statement that. You want yep. re-election? There you go. And it's not just to pick on like like um, college teams making money off of athletes and not paying them. Now they finally are. It's not even to pick on that. It's like, we could be driving cars that doesn't they don't use gasoline. We could have been doing that 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, run off of corn. But no, the reason why they want to still use gasoline is because oil, because it benefits somebody else and they have partnerships. And the, it's all about money. It's, oh. it's all, all about, about money. money. You know, beefing up security, making people uh, sure they don't shoot up schools is not going to make the government money. It's not going to make this person money. So they don't care. But you know what? There's one thing that I heard in sociology class that hits me hard and I think about it quite often. This kid said he was walking by and he saw a dog that jumped the fence. Now, its collar got stuck on the post on the fence, and it was choking to death. This kid said, I walked over, and I thought, do I want to take this dog off of that fence post so I can save its life, or do I want to take it off the fence post so I don't have to view it, and I don't have to have it in my mind and my conscience to see that, because I could have done neither. So he went over there and helped the dog off, and I'm like, why did he even say those Two options. Yes, you would want to save the dog's life, but here's what I think about it is. When you hear about a school shooting and 21 kids now dead or, or other teachers, the reason why that people aren't going to do anything is because it's just not affecting them. Mm-hmm. They might hear about it, just like you might see that dog on the fence, but until that dog is your dog, you won't take your ass over there and do anything about it. That's the problem we're having in this country is things are happening to other people, not them. And I think that... All of us, um, when something terrible happens, no matter what it is, you know, we'll get on our social media and we'll write our posts and we'll like uh, vent out our opinions. And for a few days, it'll be a hot topic and we'll all be fired up. We're doing this podcast. And then what happens? Nothing. Because life goes on. What can we feel helpless as a society? Because, you know, I go right now and install metal detectors at my kid's school, but that's going to cost probably a million dollars that I don't have, you know? So it's like, but I think that's what I mean, like in putting this um, 
note to my kids, the head of their school, like maybe within the school we can start to work on the anti-bullying and mental health and those little things like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a start. And maybe if we did that on small levels, it would help the overall. I don't know. But I'm, I, I just know that, like, you know, we'll have another election here and, you know, all, all of the talk will come up again about all the things and gun control and this and that and the other and whatever. But ultimately, don't you feel like it just it's all talk? Nothing ever happens. Taylor actually hit me in the soul there because I realize if I'm being very honest with you all and very honest with myself, I am one of those people here. If it, if it doesn't affect me personally, I'm probably not going to do as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Infertility. You know, all of a sudden, me and my, you know, I mean, hearing your story got me interested in it. But then once it happened to Katie and I, Katie's on a board now about yeah. making about changing some of the laws in Missouri about health insurance regarding infertility and things like that. So I, I think when something happens in your own world yeah. that you de- like, again, I, I have kids, I have elementary age kids. So this is all hitting me just really in a different kind of way. So I understand, but that's where like, let's moms. Okay. Let's, let's unite. Let's try to get together. Let's try to make a change and do something within our individual schools. I, I, as far as the government stuff, I'm out. I have no idea, no idea what's going to happen. You know, are we, are we ever going to get the proper funding? Are teachers ever going to get paid what they deserve? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to, sad. I'm trying to figure out why this kid, this 18-year-old, went to an elementary school. Oh, but what special kind of piece of garbage you have to be to go to the elementary school? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like, and it's, he wore like full body armor too. Like you're, you, you, you're wearing full body armor to go unleash a gun rampage on second, third, and fourth graders. Like mm-hmm. what kind of, what kind? I have no. I'm. I'm at, Look, but that's why I, I, I had trouble. I had, not, he's not right. I, I had trouble saying this on the air, but I, I'm glad this dude's dead. I'm glad he's not in a in a in a prison for 20 years where the people of Texas would have to pay for all his meals and the basketball that he entertains himself with out in the yard. I'm glad this dude is gone from this planet because that's a person that honestly didn't need to be on this planet in the first place. I hear you on that totally. But the one thing that makes me extra sick is that now he's dead too, like happens so often. So it's not, I mean, it's just all for nothing. It's all so pointless, so stupid, such a waste. You know, he left this, he left this world having to take out other people, innocent, young, sweet, precious people, you know, and now he's gone too. The whole thing is just stupid. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so sick in my soul over it today. And again, I don't know if it's because my kids are just in that age range and it hits a little extra, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like Columbine. I was not that far out of high school when it happened. So it just hit a little different. We're 30 minutes into this conversation. I just want to, for those of you who don't know the latest information we have, uh, just to go some over, over some of the facts here. Uh, the exact timelines we pieced together. He walked in the elementary school about 1130 in the morning. The shooter shot his grandmother at her home, but she is still alive. She's in critical condition. I had not heard that. He then crashed his truck through a barrier at the school, went in and started the rampage. He had a handgun, an AR-15 with high capacity magazines. He did not act with anybody else. They're saying it does seem premeditated. A former classmate said, remember when I said social media checks? A former classmate said that he texted him photos of his brand new gun and bag full of ammos. Day day before the attack, a social media account that belonged to this shooter also showed him even teasing what he was about to do. His Instagram account was mostly selfies and pictures of guns. Unbelievable. 
No indication yet of when the motive might have been. There isn't. There wasn't, I don't know, this guy. Probably, like you said, he got picked on and whatever. I mean. <sighs> the grandma's got to know because he sh- they must, oh, yeah. they, maybe they had a conversation and it didn't go the way he wanted it to. And he said, boom, I'm, I'm setting this in plan. This action mm-hmm. is going to happen. And which is sad, the fact that this guy, yeah, again, elementary. But I'm going to have to say, I'm going to call myself out. Um, I, I was friends with everybody in high school the dorky kids because i was just a kid that could have been with anybody you know hanging out with the football players and this and that i did make fun of people we all and did, I thought, Tater, okay, all did. we all well, did. I know. i'm no like sh- okay I mean, oh, i'm kind of goofy looking people make fun of me that gives me the right to make fun of them and i'd have to say that's not a, a right approach just because somebody made fun of you once in your life or did something to you doesn't give you the right to do it to anybody else and the fact no, that what you do is when they make fun of you because you don't have any boobs you go get breast implants later in your life that's what you do there you go I don't know what I'm talking That's what about I here. Did. <laughs> That's what I'm planning on doing. I want to be like Jenny when I grew up. So no, but seriously, you're yeah. right. We all. I mean, at the, look, not proud of it. Yeah. Everybody picked on somebody or talk. Not necessarily even picked on somebody because I don't remember ever doing that. But I do remember like talking about people or, you know, silently even scribbling their face out in the yearbook. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. it, it, it's true, and I feel right. like. I don't know. I want to say I hope either I'm raising my kids differently or or and I'm doing something right or they're just not there yet. But I will be honest, like sometimes when they have friends over for a sleepover or whatever, I just put my ear up to the door because I just want to hear kind of what what are they doing? Do mm-hmm. they sit around and talk like we way, used to? That's good parenting because that's my, I, I always give credit to my mom for being a good parent because she let me have zero privacy once them teenage years kicked mm-hmm. in. She uh, I'm going to I'm going to she. She found there was this little random uh, piece of paper that we were supposed to fill out and then turn back in. You didn't have to put your name on it. It was completely anonymous, but it just asked questions because they wanted to know information about us. And it asked you questions like, have you ever drank alcohol? And the other asked, have you ever smoked marijuana and things like that? Did you enjoy the alcohol? Did you enjoy the marijuana? It's completely anonymous. So I answered truthfully, but I brought that piece of paper home in my backpack and my mom found it. And she's like, so you like smoking the reefer, do you? And I'm like, oh, no. Well, it's no different now than like checking texts. I mean, mm-hmm. my daughter has a phone and I and I do, I check. And what I, what I don't see or what I don't hear when I put my ear up to the door is a lot of that talking behind backs and making fun of. I don't. I don't really hear it. I'm not saying it has never happened or doesn't happen, but right. for the most part, I hope that maybe we're teaching our kids a little bit better now to, to at least a lot of us are trying to teach our kids to not do that. I, I don't know, but there's got to be more of that. There's got to be more of acceptance and, like I said, just kindness, res- being respectful. I, I don't know. Something I would have never kept my eye on, but now I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek it out Friday. The NRA, the National Rifle Association, strong opinions both way about that organization. I'm sure even betwixt the people betwixt the betwixt. people listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm very smart. Whilst <laughs> the NRA is holding its annual meeting in Houston, Texas on Friday. Among those scheduled to speak is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, alongside Ted Cruz, alongside Donald Trump. Dan Crenshaw and the South Dakota governor, noted Republican Christy Noem. There are no Democrats scheduled to speak, which isn't surprising. Uh, but that the the way that organization and those speakers choose to handle that event, those are words that I very interested to hear from pro-gun people because I'm not anti-gun. The last thing I want is America have all Americans have to turn in their guns. Uh-uh. That's that's how them government take over. Well, you know, we'll be another Russia if that happens. 
But boy, there does have to be some responsibility, doesn't there? And I know there are some people who are going to disagree with that. Like, there could be listening to this podcast who say there should still be no restrictions on guns. And I'm just like, man. You know, but isn't this the thing? And again, I think where there's a will, there's a way. So I don't necessarily think, you know, any kind of restrictions on guns or whatever is going to make this stuff just stop. I don't. Because there are are illegal guns all over the streets and whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. So I do think that. But what I do think is that, and I think you and I would both, all three of us would agree, if we wanted to go purchase a gun, that there would be um, checks and background checks and mental health checks and maybe there's some special courses you take to get whatever wouldn't we all be like okay whatever whatever like right. sure oh, yeah. man I respect I, I so respect the the sanctity of our second amendment right you know it, same but you can't sell a gun to a psychopath no you can't uh, a psychopath cannot have a gun I don't care if they're an American citizen if they're nuts they don't need they don't need to be armed. And parents, even if you're completely sane and you're a very safe gun owner, you got kids in the house. I mean, look, my dad, my dad was a cop. We had guns in our house all over the place. Uh, locked up. Yeah, locked up, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he he knew there'd be curiosity, my brother in particular. You ever wanna see it? You wanna get it out, you wanna go shooting? It's no problem. Just get with my dad and he will show you safely how to do so. Yeah. You know, there just has to be that kind of basic aren't we all in agreement? Like that's basic safety that I think we're all here for. No, Jenny, you're stepping on my rats. And that's I, 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 I know, yeah. That's, you know, the thing that gets me is, you know, to do Uber and Lyft, they had to do a background check on me. Okay, to keep people safe. Sure. You know, to go get a job, they will look at your social media, say, What kind of person is this? So just to get a job and to go drive somebody down to their job you know you do all this and that jump through hoops but you can go buy a gun from johnny right down the road or go to a place to buy a gun it's easier to do that than even get a job or maybe even drive somebody uber wise now i'm gonna be real frustrated about life all right anyone can pop out a kid and there's no license there's no background checks there's no nothing and we've got i mean that's a whole different podcast that's a whole different topic but the fact is there's lots of things where you have to have a check or a license or a whatever a this or that and i i think that that's important especially when you're talking about weapons i'm not saying take away guns i don't i mean there's plenty of responsible gun users mm-hmm. out there but i mean they're but responsible being the key word there yeah i'm actually um we're not gun owners at my house and it's something that now with the arrival of a daughter, and now, I, uh, I yes, <laughs> no, no one will be bothered by this. We're in Kansas City, but I, as a man, feel responsibility to protect my home with my wife and my daughter. I, as the man, am the protector of that house. So now, more than ever, actually, I am really looking into the uh, you know becoming a gun owner because again, just in case, mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to own a gun. I'd like to go to. Right, Shabby Frontier Justice, like right down the road from me, they've got a shooting range. I'd like to practice with it, you know, mm-hmm. so so that if heaven forbid I, I I need to use it, I'm able to do so and I'm able to be accurate with what I uh, am aiming at. And and so yeah, the, the thought of it getting taken get... away, no, but like do, by all means, like search the living hell out of me to make sure that I'm totally going to be responsible because I know I'm going to pass that test. Totally, and that's just it. And you be a responsible gun owner, and and yeah. that's just it. It's all about responsibility and. I personally just think digging deeper and the mental health conversation and just all the things, it's collective. And that's the thing. I think our society wants to be like, it's guns, it's mental health, it's one or the other. It's not. It's all of it. There are so many things wrong, and it's not one giant easy fix. But I think it starts small. I think it starts in our schools, our communities, you know, and we just got to work together because – 
it's I've got to sound like a politician, but it's, it's okay. we the people. But it's up to us the people. I mean, it really is because you well, see, our yeah. government is so busy fighting over stupid things and sending all the money that we that we do make over to people five thousand miles away who don't pay their sorry. T- mm, sorry, and yeah. no disrespect to that cause. No, I mean we have to be clear there, but. Yeah, but, it's but a, I know it's what a, it's you're normal, saying. But yeah, that's a totally. I, I'm not apologetic for feeling that way. I feel like that. My, I feel like my American government should have American citizens first. I, if if you yeah, think that's you. controversial, suck it. I don't care. Like, I'm no, sorry, I agree like, with you. Like, like, I, I guess I just mean no disrespect to what's going on over there because it's terrible, and I'm glad that's not right. going on over here. But like you said, yeah. we've got a slew of other problems. We've got our own problems, and just because another problem somewhere else may be bigger, that's yeah. not necessarily our concern. You got to take care of the people you're responsible first. We're talking in circles right now. I know we need to wrap this up because it's just we, we do. Or is there anything else that anybody needs to get off their shit? Taters raising his hand. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Well, I'm going to say that it, just because somebody looks like they're crazy, you know, they they may or may not be crazy, but it's also people that may not look like they are that have evil in their heart. Just to think about this, you know, at one point in time. Time magazine named Hitler Time Man of the Year because wow. he, you know, brought the country back from whatever they did. But this guy had hate in his heart. And he was trying to commit genocide. So just because somebody looks like they, oh, that guy looks like he's a good old hunting boy, comes in there and buys a gun, doesn't mean that this guy doesn't have evil intentions with that weapon. And even if you take away the weapons, somebody can make an explosive and blow up a school. Mm-hmm. They can blow up a, an airplane. They can do anything and everything, even drive an airplane into a building. And now the security measures are better at airports, which, you know, I'm not complaining because I don't want something bad to happen to anyone or me or anything. But I'm just saying, just because yeah, someone I looks hear you, a certain Tater. way. Yeah, you're right on. Yeah, I hear I don't you. Have to on my way back from California, I got the, I, I have, so I have pre-check. Shout out TSA pre-check. Mm, best yeah. thing in the world. Don't have to take your shoes off. It's incredible. I mean, I got the extra pat down. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I got randomly selected even as a pre-check passenger. Like you're going to get the extra pat down. And I did. I walked right up to him, spread my arms yeah. and legs, and I'm like, "Frisk me, buddy, because I want to be safe on this <laughs> I flight." I got nothing yeah, to exactly. hide. So it may seem like uh, an annoyance to you, but you know, there are there is precautions that have been set in place because of airplanes, because of what happened to us. Now we need to do this for schools. We need to set precautions in schools to make sure that this never happens. I don't know what we can do, but the game plan is going to be set in motion. You know, now. the TSA was created after 9-11. Maybe it's yeah. time for that's the transportation security. So maybe it's time for the SSA. Maybe it's time for the school security administration. That's be, actually a really good idea. Administered by our national or I'd rather have that done by our local government officials. I feel like because, you know, each each, you know, each town, each portion of the country is very different. And I think there are different levels of security threats. But then again, I think of I never thought it would happen in Uvalde, Texas. So I'm just going to eat my own words there. Um, Sorry if we ticked you off during this podcast. I don't don't think we did. But I I think everyone today, especially we're we're recording this. It's the day after it happened, uh, the shooting in Texas. And uh, we just kind of let our thoughts fly in this. We, we may come back a week from now and have a different opinion about one or more of the things we said because everyone's going through an emotional process right now. And however we, however anybody feels, however you feel listening, it's okay to feel that way. It but is that's all good. another thing that we've got to just get better at as a society is just... Ex- I like to listen to opposing opinions. You and I sometimes don't always see eye to eye on things, but I think... I can speak for myself. I think I speak for you. We appreciate hearing the other point of view. It might not even make a difference, might not change our view, but I think it's important that we just, I mean, I am so tired of the, no, this is my opinion. It's the only opinion. It's the right way and yours is the wrong way. There have been several times where you and I have literally gotten to the conclusion of our arguments and we just kind of look at each other and go, 
Eh, okay, we disagree. And totally. We move on. And then I and I'll usually say I'll say some silly joke. I'll say that's all right, Jenny. No one's perfect. That's just a that's just a mess for people. Well, like, no, that's but a, it's uh, but yep. at the end of the day, I still love and respect you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I think it's like we just have to get better at that. And I think the worst examples for us are our politicians. Mm-hmm. There's so much fighting amongst politicians. Well, because they know that fighting drives votes, and let's not forget this country is led. The four most powerful people are all like 80 years old. That's another topic for another time. But these, also, these old ass politicians have got to go. I also mm-hmm. think that whole all the way right, all the way left. I think all that has to change because I don't think that's the world we live in. Nobody. I think nobody. I mean, okay, not nobody because there are some people. There are some people that like, are all I think the way. I think it's eighty percent of the country sees the internet. Gun rights, one of the most popular, and we're on a country station, right? So you know, a lot of our people are going to feel a certain way. But I bet mo- I feel like at this, I feel like most America, I would say eighty percent of Americans totally understand. Yeah, it makes sense to check somebody's background before you sell them a gun. Period. They, I'm not trying to infringe on that person's right to no. carry, but that makes too that makes too much sense, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry if that bothers you. That's just that I think that's the kind of the feeling of this of this particular group of people. Yeah. Hey, anyway. thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> we, I mean, oof. we got to shut up now. Can we talk about like <laughs> something silly next week? Hey, it's gonna be nice this weekend. By the way, next next Wednesday, um, I'm gonna be doing the show. Like you guys are gonna be here, but I'm gonna be doing the show from a golf course. Oh, okay. So I want you to know that. Like I'm gonna be swinging. The next Wednesday, I'm, I'm gonna be shopping during the show, but I'm gonna check in with you periodically. Here's the thing. Here's here's why you're not because no, right. my event is for charity oh. and yours is for yourself. That's wow. True. Okay. How selfish okay. of you. Okay. 